A huge part of that process is becoming a friend to yourself. You start to talk to yourself the way that you would talk to a friend, because even though you're flawed, we all are. I find that we are so critical to ourselves in ways that we would not be to a friend or a daughter. We we will beat ourselves up. But if you're able to become a friend to yourself, then you can know and feel comfortable talking about where you're falling short and being honest with yourself. Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast bringing a down-to-earth approach to personal growth. On this show, we're helping individuals just like you learn about tapping into their incredible potential through insightful interviews and inspiring lessons. Our mission is to encourage you to always keep pushing towards achieving your dreams and to stay awesome along the way. Whimsically embracing the immensely daunting yet incredible adventure that we all call life. That is, in but a few words, how I can describe the body of work and personal mission, as I see it, that my next guest has set for herself. And in her own smiley, energetic, and immensely vulnerable way, she chooses to have us tag along for the ride. Deja Washington is a digital content creator, vlogger, podcaster, as well as a shamelessly talented roller skating enthusiast and certified instructor. Being an admittedly creative and hopeless romantic, Deja, in her own words, has committed herself to unfolding, which I learned means squeezing everything out of life in every way possible. When you read her commentary and numerous musings, you get the obvious sense that Deja has come from a very sincere place of personal truth, courage, and perspective that allows her the necessary vantage point to aim true towards her daily growth. Also, when you watch her wonderful videos, so incredibly charged with fun and light, you do realize that she makes them in hopes to teach, encourage, and hopefully inspire others to do the same. It was a thrilling and energy-filled experience to share this space with such a truly special being, so faithfully dedicated to her journey of empowerment and courageous enough to tell her story, warts and all. On this episode, Deja shares her insights on being a neurodivergent mind in this crazy, noisy, distracting world, taking chances on yourself, being curious enough to try weird things, how your dreams are worth getting up early for, and so much more. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 194 with Deja Washington. Here we go. I always like to start these uh, exchanges um, by what I call celebrating the guest. Um, randomly, your feed just came across, like as Instagram does. I just saw this random video. I don't even remember what it was, but I just saw you flowing and just jamming to some disco beat. And I was like, this is interesting. But what I love is the captions. Like you might just be, you know, like everybody just like, okay, just look at the captions, just like, just like look at the and scroll by. But the captions, you really do take the time to bring a message of vulnerability, of inspiration, of self and joy. And I don't know how you do it, but yes, I click follow, but I really started diving into it. I'm like, this is this is not just about rose skating. This is someone who's connecting with her soul. This is someone who's connecting with a love of something that brings her a sense of unadulterated joy that only she can possibly connect with. But she's only trying to get us an inch or just a just a spark of what she's experiencing. This is just me because I really do connect with the human spirit. But that's how I felt looking at your videos and, you know, just reading some of your posts. And I'm like, wow. This is a person who has learned and been through it. And for some reason, I don't know what the full story is. I know there's probably a story there, but I'm really applauding this person for taking that leap of openness and vulnerability through her words, her actions, her videos, and through her skill, and just letting her know whether through vlogs going from Barcelona to Paris and getting her stuff stolen, <laughs> it's like, you know, love of just growing mushrooms and all that wonderful kooky stuff, but also living with her condition, living with her vulnerabilities and her insecurities and her ADHD, which is something we're definitely going to call about because my daughter is on the spectrum as well. I'm learning that as a parent. But if you hear me, you know, really taking the time to express how I feel is because I'm very conscious of the fact that you're doing something that is really an unadulterated you. 
you are putting yourself out there. And in an age of distraction where it's so easy to get, you know, just hyper focused on so many pointless things, people who really put themselves out there to to connect with us as a people, as a human being, just show their emotions through their fragility, their vulnerability, their laughter, their kookiness, and their wonderful spirit. Deja, I want to say thank you for doing that because it takes courage. It takes just a very, very important sense of knowing thyself. Those are not just words, but it also just takes, you know, just the will to do, just do the thing, something that you say always, just, just do it. Just, this is not a Nike commercial, but really you just have to (laughs) do the thing. And for that, I want to say thank you for, for, for being there for the people who are lucky enough to witness it for everything, everything that you are and everything that you do. Just want to say thank you and welcome on the Awaken the Awesome podcast. It's a pleasure and an honor and a thrill to have you on. Wow. Well, thanks a bunch. Like That makes my heart smile so much. If I could have an answer of what I would want someone to come away thinking as they scroll my feed, I think that would be like the golden answer. <laughs> <laughs> And it's sincere. It really is. It really is. I don't. Um, I don't make this up. Um, what most people who who listen to us on this program know that is, I'm just me. I'm just a regular guy, and that's why when I bring people onto the show, it's because I know these are people that I genuinely connect with, and whose content, not just content, but as a person, I go beyond the content, which is why I'm really like, who do, who is this person? And I know there's there was something there that you know what that merit. The fact that, you know what, let me just extend this invitation and let's see if this person basically would be open to telling your story. And this is something that I'm really grateful for. It's a pleasure to have you on. And it's really true. It's really true. You're doing terrific work and you just need to be celebrated for it. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, though, because I know that you're big about that. Tell How complicated is it to grow mushrooms? Okay. I think if you are like me, and you enjoy precision because there's little room for interpretation. It's Uh like, this is what you have to do. It's very easy. Okay. If you're somebody who likes to, you know, you're doing a recipe and you sprinkle in a little extra here and there, it might not work because it is very precise. Okay. But I find that very comforting because it's like, oh, I have this little box that I need to stay in. And if I stay in it, I'm good. Outside of that, it's pretty simple. Wow. <laughs> Is that something that you took up like years ago? Is that a newfound hobby? No, Where'd that come from? Not at all. I wanted some mushrooms and I didn't want to go through the rigmarole of finding someone to buy mushrooms from so Mm -hmm. i was like okay well i'm just gonna grow them myself and and then i did (laughs) it was great what does that say about the fact that we often probably overthink a lot of the things that are when you go behind the curtain are pretty dead simple oh i i 100 i was just having a conversation recently because someone's like oh you're so you're so talented and you're so this and it's like if you sat down for eight hours and just looked you the answers are there like they've done it before us it's fantastic we're so lucky to be born right now there's like a roadmap to nearly everything (laughs) (laughs) it's so great (laughs) it's true it's true because you realize that this is this like we left the age of information right now. Like I said, we're in the age of distraction because we're so bombarded from left and right for so much information. Like, you know, you can, you can pretty much find any information about practically everything. Someone like you said, someone's done it. Innovation is very rare right now. You're always building on top of something else. But I really do believe that, you know what, someone's building on top of, of what you're doing. But it's it's true. You're right. Like and the information is right there. If you just care about it but you know this you know um i guess attention is something we're lacking or focusing our right attention do you have again because you've been around the gamut of getting all over the place but how do we get back to this state of okay focusing on one thing how how are there practical tips you can give us in that sense um i think the biggest thing because you're 100% right. I was scrolling my email today and there's just 
things screaming at me, people wanting information, demanding things, attention being pulled here. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I think the only thing or the, at least in my experience, what I use from a practical standpoint is just regular walkabouts. I think you regularly have to go and disconnect with the intention of saying, okay, I need to, I can only think of it as like a tuning fork. Like I just need <laughs> things to, to stop moving for a second so that we can get tuned in. But outside of that, I'm not sure. I don't think that we were, even though I love learning and information, I don't know if we were meant to receive so much information so quickly. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, There, I don't think there's a way to go about it without making your vision as small as possible and narrow and just making it so that you're blind to everything else except what you want to focus on. I love it. Does that, do you think that also has to do with the fact that maybe just maybe, right? Um, we think that it all matters when boiled down to the basic, not everything is important. You know, when I went through my burnout, I dealt with that a lot. The fact that, okay, no, this has to get done. This has to get done. This has to get done. And then you realize that, you know what, you can, you're going to have to make a choice here. And yeah. that's hard for some people, but, oh, yeah. but, but this is important, but this is important and it's scary. Yeah. I think it's rooted in, at least for me, the thought of going too far down one path and then being wrong and time wasted. But is it really time wasted if you're able to go all in on something and then it doesn't work? You can just tie that off as an option versus trying to move very slightly in like five different things. You could just come to an ending faster on one specifically, and then you can focus and drill down further. But I think it's rooted in that, like time wasted or being wrong or putting something, putting yourself into something fully and then failing. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) It's easy when you can say like, oh, you know, this thing failed. I'm like struggling with my podcast right now. And I'm so glad that I'm doing this with you because it gives me insight. And I'm more uh, than happy to help if that's what you need. I'm, oh, more, I'm a good at accountability partner. I will take all, all the accountability. <laughs> um, but I, I see my, I see that in myself where it's like, oh man, what if you put all of yourself fully into this and then it fails versus if I'm like, oh, I didn't have time because I had to do this, this, and this, and this. It's like oh, that accountability is very hard. And I don't know what we have to do to be more comfortable with holding ourselves accountable in those ways. But I think that's a part of it. What I love about your vlogs is the fact that you always, you're always so, again, I, lo- I know I'm overusing this word right now, but vulnerable about how about what your your Achilles heels are basically because you always also tell us yeah I'm very good at lying to myself I'm very good at making these long ass plans and then I know very well that I basically but I'm I know I'm biting off more than I can chew but I feel good about it because I'm just like and the way you put it you just I don't know because you're such a great orator because you're so good at knowing yourself and talking about you know your because I believe you've done so much work. I think that only comes because you've done so much work on yourself. So you know yourself now, but you just fire it off. Like, yeah, because the the Paris vlogs, the Paris vlogs, guys, you need to go to Instagram and follow <laughs> the whole series of Deja's trip to Paris and back. My God, I was just like, it's really a trip into your brain. I, this makes me laugh because I, my daughter's young. And sometimes when she goes to these moments where I see that her brain is, She's not there because I could be talking about, babe, um, I asked you to come back with your math book so we can do your homework. But she comes back with paper mache and look at this drawing I made. Look at this drawing I made. And to her, it is the most important thing ever. I'm like, yes, babe, it is a lovely paper mache drawing. But did you bring the math book? Well, no, but look at this drawing I made. So the reason that made me laugh, your videos made me laugh, because I genuinely hear your brain talking every single part of the trip. It's like, oh, my God, this is someone who knows herself. And that that holds tremendous power, but also tremendous, dare I say, you know, 
not danger, but it's it's kind of what I'm trying to say is just like I'm trying to word this properly. It's sort of it, it, it's intimidating. That's the word I'm looking for. It's kind of intimidating to go under the layers of everything that makes you you. So talk about that adventure of, you know, peeling off the layers of yourself. I know I'm just all over the place, but <laughs> I was just curious. Um, I think a huge part of that process is becoming a friend to yourself. You start to talk to yourself the way that you would talk to a friend. Because even though you're flawed, we all are, I find that we are so critical to ourselves in mm-hmm. ways that we would not be to a friend or a daughter. We we will beat ourselves up. But if you're able to become a friend to yourself, then you can know and feel comfortable talking about where you're falling short and being honest with yourself versus mm-hmm. if you are running around pretending that everything is okay and that there's nothing wrong with you. And it just, it puts no control in your hands. So maybe that's it. I'm a little bit of a control freak Mm -hmm. because at least if I can narrow down something that I'm doing, that's adding additional stress or frustration to a situation, I can stop that. I can't control anything else, but I can go inward and say, Oh, okay. This is actually, um, what's happening. And Mm -hmm. I guess that kind of makes me feel powerful. Uh, I think a perfect example of this is my dad has been sick lately and I never miss flights. And I had to go down to meet, uh, I had to go down to him and he was in the hospital. I had Mm -hmm. to go down to California and I missed this flight. And my friend had just dropped me off. I called her. I was like, hey, I missed the flight. And she's like, oh, I'm coming back. I'm so sorry. What happened? And I was like, oh, you know, the woman at the security checkout took so much longer than she normally did. Like, she, I had to take off my shoes and I have TSA pre-check and that like Whoa. should never happen and all this stuff. And then she was like, oh, yeah, forget that lady. Um, I can't believe that happened to you. And I was like, that's like the first level of Mm -hmm. thinking. The next level is that I am so incredibly anxious and stressed out about seeing my dad in the hospital. I can imagine. I pushed getting ready until the very last minute, which caused me to go into crunch time, which made it so that I had very little room for error. And when I got to the airport, Murphy's Law, that little room for error Mm -hmm. closes and I'm missing my flight. So it's like first level, I could totally blame the air checkout counter lady. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, maybe we should sit back and address how this is making us feel and why we are afraid of this and and face it head on instead of running or blaming we can focus on actually sitting with this and making the conscious decision to say, hey, I'm going to show up fully for my father and 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 bear the weight of this responsibility like I'm not going to run from it. And I think that like makes you feel powerful. Wow. It's less like it's completely out of your control. So <laughs> that's a, little- a lot. That is <laughs> that shows a lot of um, accountability on your part. And acceptance as well, because you're not sugarcoating it. You're not denying how it makes you feel, but you are learning um, to for, uh, acknowledge it because uh, it's so easy to say, uh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. No, 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 no. This is not fun. We are not liking this. How does this make us feel? And see, again, that takes practice, I guess. That takes um, ownership because it doesn't come easy. Like you said, we could just leave it at, at blaming uh, the checkout lady because that would be easy. But when we take ownership, as I hear it from you, we are standing in our own power. It's like, okay, this is unfortunate, but you know what? Like you said, we're going to bring ourselves with presence. We're going to bring ourselves with intention and we're going to navigate through this. Navigate. I love it. Love it. Navigate. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> You put out a post that I replied to, but I'm going to throw it back at you because I saw that you didn't answer for for everybody, all right? Uh, that was uh, John C. Maxwell's uh, little snippet about people and their seasons of change. Yes. So for anyone who hasn't heard it, and if you're a fan of John C. Maxwell like I am, you probably know it. So people change. When they hurt enough, 
that they have to, when they see enough that they're inspired to, when they learn enough that they want to, and when they receive enough that they're able to. Now, you asked, you asked your followers, like, okay, what season are you at right now? And I'm throwing it back to you because I am curious. Where do you believe your seasons are at right now? What season are you going through right now? Hmm. I'd say right now I am in a position of learning. I'd okay. say that's the season that I'm in most right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like on a base level, I've met like my hierarchy of needs and I'm at the point where it's like, okay, the current level of thinking that I have that got me to this point, it can't take me to where I need to go. And I need to, I need to increase that knowledge because the problems that I'm currently facing seem too difficult and I have everything met. So like, your your base human things that you need love security financial like those are set and so it's like now i'm able to see okay if we got here we need to like go we need to go further and we need to learn in order to do that so i'm very much in my season of learning love it love yeah it. is that because i cause, is that what inspired the 12 week year um yes it definitely inspired my 12-week year. I'm like, And I'm okay. super jealous, by the way, because now you're forcing me to, to do it again. Because I started that last year. I failed miserably. So <laughs> I just put it aside. I have both the physical and the audiobook, but I totally failed. Totally failed. <laughs> but I digress. I'm sorry. No, my second cycle is going to be coming up shortly. Let's just totally do. I, I would love to be in your weekly accountability because I've definitely had some pitfalls. <laughs> But I'm excited because I like the structure. It's uh, for anyone who hasn't heard it, who hasn't heard of it, you definitely should. Um, But it's one of those things that really puts accountability at the forefront. And you'd be surprised how much you can get done. And I love his perspective on it. But again, if you're a person who is just dilly dallying, yeah, this seems nice until you have to face yourself and actually execute. It's this is a this is a program this is a program for doers not just for talkers it's a program for doers I love it but I applaud you for actually again showing up every week and letting us know how you're doing but yeah you're right sometimes seeing your physical progress like okay seventy percent and I love the way you put it seventy percent is a fail okay except it, it's it's a fail it's a fail just call it a fail <laughs> but no I just want to celebrate you on that because yes you know it's it's good to to step into that level of humility. Um, because not a lot of people are willing to actually just say like, you know what, I'm falling short. You know what? I need help because I believe that ego, unfortunately is a crutch. Um, sometimes ego can be a great motivator. It's like, no, I will not over, no, but sometimes you have to admit that when you're falling short and you're, and I love the way you put it, my current level of thinking expertise or knowledge can only get me this far and it's definitely not serving me. So I need to level up and to do that, you can only learn, um, if I'm taking an example for myself, I just left a I just left a job and I've just transitioned to a new career right now. And right now, my even my wife is saying, "Okay, because I'm basically on week two now, and I'm just in learning." It's like, "Oh, so what are you doing? How, how's the week feel?" I'm just shutting up. I'm not doing anything. I'm letting people do their job, and I'm asking questions. I'm being useful where I can, and moments where I can't, I'm not hindering, but I am learning as much as I can. And it's an uncomfortable feeling. It's a really huge reset for me. But I invite people listening to us to take an example from you as well. In this, if this is your season of learning, take it in. Ask questions. This is the year. This is the age of connection. You know, we didn't know each other. And you know what? Through the magic of the Internet and the beauty of the human experience, we're connecting and exchanging this space. So I invite people like, listen, blogs, videos, you know, just sign up for Deja's roller skating course. You definitely should. Um, I would. It's just that I'm too timid. And I, I'm because I'm six foot four. I, if I fall, I'm going to fall from far. Okay. That's you have a little space. Yeah. <laughs> that's my thing. So, but how did roller skating fall into your life? Because from what I understand, it hasn't been, it hasn't been that long since you started skating. No, no. But in true ADHD fashion, you can't just do something. You have to immediately immerse yourself or else you run the risk of getting bored or falling short. So okay. you're a hundred percent right. Um, I just hit my two-year anniversary roller skating. 
I know. I'm really excited about that. Love it. Love it. So proud of you. Uh, it's brought me so much joy and it was completely unexpected. Um, I started roller skating. I had been trail running mm-hmm. and I twisted my ankle and I needed cardio. It's as simple as that. I needed wow. some cardio and I was like, there's no way that I could just like not move my body during the winter because the mm-hmm. seasonal sad girl does not play around. And mm-hmm. I was like, I need to be able to go outside and do something. And I can't remember if I saw like a commercial or something with some some roller skates. And I was like, okay, well, that looks kind of fun. Maybe I can do that. Is that me? It's okay. Don't <laughs> okay. worry about it. Don't worry about it. I was like, uh, maybe I can do that. And I bought a pair of skates that were horrible. And I knew immediately like, these don't feel good. And if I keep using these, I feel like I'm going to stop this. Wow. And so I ended up buying a new pair. And the second pair was just perfect for me as a beginner. And here's how roller skating got me. It's immediately responsive. You are immediately better the next time that you put on roller skates from the last time. You, wow. Even if that's just lacing up faster, standing up faster, um, you know, preventing yourself from falling. It's so responsive that <laughs> I could see my physical progress and it's like, okay, dopamine. Yeah. Let's keep doing this. <laughs> Cause that is a trait from, from the ADHD person, oh, yeah. the neurodivergent personality. You need that dopamine. You're always looking for, for that little oh, spark. Yeah. Right there. Oh yeah. Like a little, um, I can only liken it to like a video game when you, achievement unlocked. Like it's like you're, you're chasing that. And with skating, it was just like, boom, consistently happening. And it brought me so much joy because I had already been working out pretty consistently by that point, And I knew how much working out had like impacted my life and for the better. But I knew that the type of workout that I was doing was very intimidating to the beginner, mm-hmm. very intimidating to somebody who had no exposure to that world. It would be a lot. And I'm like, but if I could get people roller skating, it's exercise. And the barrier of entry is so low. Like it's you can get a good pair of roller skates for like 70 bucks or like at Goodwill or something. Mm-hmm. And um, it's fun. Like you're able to dance through the air and it's really hard to be in a bad mood. Roller skate dancing, like it's very difficult. Um, And I wanted to to like, if I could bottle it, the feeling that I get when I'm on skates and the joy and the freedom that comes, I would give it away for free. Like, let's... Let's do this. So <laughs> I think you put it the best when you said this, this, this is the only time when my brain is quiet. Oh goodness. Yes. It's peace. Uh, uh, well, after I got past the point where I was like consciously thinking about movements, cause that's what it was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what happens if I lean my body this way? And okay. What happens when I push versus pull? Like it really strengthened my mind body connection in a completely different way than weightlifting had. And then it got to the point where I was having to think about those things. And I found myself using skating as a stress reliever. I would have a difficult day and I would go, okay, well, all right, I'm going to go outside and skate and usually come up with the solution to the issue that I was having. I've cried on skates. It's just been like. <laughs> see, again, see, that's connecting. That's, I guess that's also part of the neurodivergent because you know what, the things that don't don't spark or don't 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 basically fly off the radar for us the neurotypical people but for the neurodivergent like have you have you considered this and just hearing you say that it's like hmm this is someone who's really connecting with okay with the moment because knowing how scatterbrained that you can actually go at some points when you're doing day-to-day stuff, but knowing that you can actually focus on one thing for you must be very powerful and, and, and so enriching. But I'm jealous, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's just walks. Like, I really I, 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 am, I am curious about doing it. But again, um, 
do we have a roller skating rink in Montreal? I think we do, but since I live in the burbs, not not too not too far, but we have a lot of bike road, but uh, bike paths, so I could probably just you know try that out with the kids. But is there a difference in your experience? I'm sure you've been asked this question a lot: roller blades versus traditional roller skates. Yes. Why the preference? Why okay. do? You... So, if any roller bladeds are listening to this, there is no shade on roller blades. Okay, I get it. I 100% get it. I've dabbled in rollerblading throughout my life. But roller skating is like you can dance. And people say, you can dance on blades. It's just very different. The rollerblader, oftentimes, the tool that's in their tool belt at the forefront is speed. They like to go fast. They will get you from point A to point B. If you want to meander and roll, you know what I liken it to? Mm -hmm. Um, When you're thinking of bicycles and you have like your BMX bike. Yeah. And then you have your beach cruiser. I feel like (laughs) roller skates are the beach cruiser. If you want to like take your time and bounce a little bit, chill. That is your avenue. 100%. (laughs) See? Again, I ask the questions that I know that I would want to ask because, see, there's a good I've got two kids upstairs and they both have rollerblades and my daughter cannot get enough of it. But I'm like, I'm an 80s kid. I've never been able to master rollerblades. But I remember when I was a kid, like 10, 12, I used uh, because my my aunt's in Louisiana, I've got family in Louisiana, and she would take us to the roller rink. And I remember that. And that was never complicated for me. Like, never. See? Okay, yes. that's it. I'm getting roller skates. Yeah, you can put some music on and just vibe. It's it's an experience. <laughs> and what, because you are so vulnerable about how these experiences reconnect you to your emotions. As you said, you cried roller skating. And I love the fact that through this one activity, and for someone could be, you know, playing the guitar, for someone could be taking a walk in the woods, it matters, doesn't it, to take the time to, I guess that's also part of your self-care routine. It, how, do, how much does it matter to take the time to listen to that inner voice, to cater to that internal dialogue, to cater to that inner being? Because life goes by so fast. I feel when I watch her videos, she's taking the time. Yes, you're creating content and you're showing us, okay, what are the tripods and what's the best way? And, you know, I'm waking up at 6 a.m. to film in Paris. But still, in that moment, how much does it matter for us to take that time for us? It matters so much. Uh, I was talking to a friend and and I think that's kind of the way that I try and talk in my captions and things like that. Um, is if you were always there for somebody else, you're like, you're one of those people who are like, I'm always here for everyone else, but you're not there for yourself it's almost as if you're it's like you're somebody too and if you treated yourself the way that you would treat a friend or somebody who's important how much better off would you be like it's very very easy to get bogged down and self-care is usually the first thing to go out the window when we're stressed out but when you build that relationship with yourself, you always have something to ground you because you know who you are and you know that you've got your own back. It's You have to have a community. You have to. Love it. But you have to also acknowledge that you are a part of that community and you have to be kind oh, to yourself. You okay. have to take care of yourself. You have to pause and say, okay, hey, how am I doing? It's so easy to just experience things and keep uh, receiving information, keep just going more and more and more and never stopping and saying, okay, hey, you know, wait, what was that? How did that make me feel? What, what do I actually think about that? Is that something that I care about? Like that's a part of getting to to know yourself you have to take that time for yourself wow yeah man just you're just filling me here wow (laughs) i i did have 
an ADHD question because uh, that's how we connected. Because that's the thing. Every time, um, one thing that really that really um, moved me is not just because you talk about it so openly. Is the fact that again, I'm learning with my daughter. I don't. I, I read a couple of books. Uh, we went to a, you know one or two therapists for her and everything. But she's young. She's nine. She's still a kid. And when I meet people, I've connected with a few ADHD professionals, I was going to say adults and stuff, like people like you who are just, excuse the word, but functioning, you know, just you look, look so like if you didn't tell me you were ADHD, I wouldn't know unless you talked about it. So what I'm asking you, just tips like how, because sometimes I have to admit because she's all over the place and I'm like, this is hard. This is hard. And I have no idea how to help her, whether she's going through a meltdown because she can't find her workbook or this kid like looked at her wrong or she just needs a hug. And I'm like, what, what is it? She's bawling. How do we, how do I, how do we, her parents like be more available? How do we be more patient? I know it's easy to say, but again, because what, what are the scripts that are the words that are more, no practical, I guess, just to be more available for her because we are human people because I may be neurotypical, but I'm just learning to deal with a neurodivergent. So I don't want to be just because last thing I want for her is to just shut down. Like you said, sometimes, you know, you deal with stress by just re retracting and I'm trying to be more available because she's nine and I don't want to. I'm trying to not break her, if you will, because mm. being so calm down, stop yelling, stop jumping on the bed, go to your room. I know it's easy, but for a kid with ADD, it's not so easy, is it? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I just want to commend you because you're head of the game, okay? The best gift that you are giving your daughter right now is not her getting diagnosed with ADHD at 23. Like, she's she's ahead of the game. So, like, offer yourself some, some gratitude for that because that's a game changer. Um, I think... The biggest thing would be finding tools and workarounds that make, I don't want to say make her life easier, but make things easier for her that she might not be aware of. Like I even recently just learned that this thing called body doubling really, really helps me wow. when I need to get stuff done. Okay. Like being able to be in a room with another person who's also working on stuff and that okay. time is specifically allocated like, hey, this is our, you know, body double did it at a time okay. like that helps out so much. Um, oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, just instead of trying to fit into rigid neurotypical spaces, finding tools that will work best for her that can only come with like trying everything honestly and being i would say the biggest thing as a parent is being patient with the fact that she's probably going to be trying everything mm -hmm. um but that will eventually lead to her finding things that may work for her like i work very well with structure and rigidity things that mm -hmm. would bother a neurotypical person like someone saying hey can you make sure that you take out the trash or mm -hmm. like in reminding that person that would probably make a neurotypical person angry. Like, don't keep reminding me. I'm like, please like hit me. Hit me with the reminder. I'm not going to be upset or anything like that. If I tell you, Hey, it's, uh, I just need 20 more minutes and 20, you know, 20, 30 minutes passes. I'm okay with you being like, Hey, you said uh, 20 minutes. Just want to give you a heads up that we're now at 30. I'm not going to be like, no, nah, you're rushing me. No, thank you so much. Because if it wasn't for you, I'd have sat here for two hours. And in my mind, it would have been 20 minutes. And then you would be angry. And just like... do you really have moments that you'd go without eating? Like oh, for yeah. real? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so easy to, especially if it's something that I've identified as this is now the most important thing and nothing can shake it. Nothing can shake the thought that like I have to either like complete this process as much as possible or to completion. I can't break out of it wow. or I need to learn everything that I could possibly learn about this specific topic. And it's like a hunger, <laughs> like you're not 
satiated and nothing else matters. Like your executive function is oh wow gone. That is so that is so and just to put you in perspective, guys, <laughs> you don't see my face because she's saying this. And I'm seeing my daughter because we were at the dining room table. My my wife was looking at the baseboards, right? Oh, they're dusty. Like, you know, we probably should grab some Ajax and just wipe those down. And she just said that out of nowhere. And then I disappear for like 20 minutes. And then I hear, it's like, what's going on? I go back to the dining room and I see my daughter on all fours with a toothbrush and some um, arm and hammer, <laughs> some baking soda, just scrubbing the, like, what are you doing? Well, mommy said to clean the baseboards. Baby, like, don't, like, why? But no, but mommy said we had to clean the baseboards. Like, I oh, have yeah. to polite. It's like it's like walking into a a room with a bomb because I know if I take her away from this, I'm going to cause a meltdown. But it's so sweet that she'd go that far, you know, yeah. because it's important to her right it's now. It's important, and that one also might double as stimulation like stimming a lot of repetitive movements. Even you saying that, I'm thinking like, ooh, the sound of Ajax rubbing against this floor probably sounds amazing. <laughs> so it's probably serving a couple of different purposes for probably. her. I mean, probably. like with a situation like that, what would probably be better is, hey, you know, like two Saturdays out of the month is our Ajax baseboard cleaning day. Like and allocating you're giving that me time. Ideas. You're giving me ideas. Like I'm taking notes as you're talking. You're really giving me ideas, man. Wow. But what else do I want to talk about? Um, take me back to Paris. I only went to Paris once, but I I understand it was one of a really big collaboration with a huge brand. And but just talking about the fact that you know if something this is in your own words. If something matters to you enough, you will get up early enough to make it happen. Do you really believe that? Because a lot of people listening to us don't really believe. I've learned it through thick and thin, but I really want you to paint a picture for them in terms of taking ownership of your vision and up till execution. Take me back to that morning in Paris. Okay. All right. So I love being up in the early morning hours. Um, There's something very beautiful about moving around when the rest of the world is sleeping, but also you just don't run into as many obstacles as you would at, you know, noon. And so I firmly believe that you can have anything you want if you're willing to wake up early enough for it. And I tested this theory multiple times. I used to travel a lot for work. I would go to these beautiful places that would normally be filled with people. Like right now I'm thinking off the top of my head, like the millennium beam in Mm -hmm. Chicago. Normally you see those pictures. There's hundreds of people outside and it's like, yeah, you could like Photoshop it and all that fun stuff, but I don't want to deal with that. So Mm -hmm. I'll just wake up early and have it stack, probably go for a run or something Mm -hmm. to be in these beautiful locations when there's no one else around. And I can just like capture this moment and it can belong to only me. Even if it's just for a couple minutes, it's like for this brief moment in time, this time and space and place belong to me. And I saw Paris in my brain long before it happened. And I was like, I need to skate in the light of the in the in the shade of the Eiffel Tower, um, and I want no one else around. And I'm like, this is how we do it. We do it by waking up real early and busting this mission. Wow! <laughs> so this entire trip, I'm like, yes, I'm gonna skate at the Eiffel Tower, and all of these things happen that we're like, no, you're not gonna do that. And I'm like, no, this is this we're is going this. to happen. We're doing this. We're doing this. Wow! Easily like the. The best moment of um, my life so far, I would say, just waking up that morning and having all of my stuff laid out and knowing, like, this is how this is going to go. (laughs) And grabbing my scooter and scooting there in the early morning hours and no one is around. No one. No one. And I'm in... uh, I put my skates on that I had to buy last minute because <laughs> my skates were stolen. And I skate into the middle of the street and this beautiful song comes on. And at the end of this song, it's so funny because there's like applause because it's a live setting. Mm-hmm. 
And I promise you that applause felt like it was for this entire trip experience that I had had. It was just like the perfect finisher <laughs> to this. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I skated so freely and I, I got that moment. I captured it. And you can have it if you're willing to wake up early enough for it. <laughs> that says that says so much because you know the thing I love about about Paris, um, and I'm saying this in hindsight, right? We went that we went there before kids, <laughs> but it's so funny. You hear, you see the movies, you see the postcards, you see everything. They tell you it's a magical city, but for some reason, you don't understand until you're there. You really don't. The first time we saw the Eiffel Tower, I'm like. Oh, okay. Now I get it. No, it's not the tallest structure in the world. It's not, it, but there's something about just being there and taking it in. I'm like, wow. So just seeing you and just express that, and even you recounting the story there, is because yeah, I was just like, I just wanted this selfish moment. Of like, I need you. I need you to tell me this again because it was like a, a reel doesn't do it justice. But I'm, I want to, you know, applaud you because those applaud were not virtual. Those applaud are very real. From my heart to yours, it really is real. The fact that you are bringing this manifestation and are living testament, the fact that, you know what, your vision will only take you as far as your will, as you're willing to take it. You showed it. Like, listen, guys, I'm really, I'm not even, I'm not spoiling it for you. Go to her Instagram or go on YouTube shorts and go look at every single episode up until the very last one. And you'll understand everything she had to go through to execute on that. It's not fun. But you did. And like you said, it's a terrific crescendo to a wonderful adventure. Oh. I really, I re you deserve all the praise because there's nothing more powerful than executing on your vision and see it, seeing it come to fruition. You know, oh, that's, yeah. that's something you really need to, to, to take it in because you deserve it, really. Listen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Man, <laughs> I, I want to remain respectful of your time because uh, I understand that time is something that's very precious and it's one of the resource, one of the most precious resources we have and we can't give it back. Uh, I'm a conversationalist, which would go on forever, but we always have to, you know, keep keep in touch with, you know, just mind the clock. But <laughs> Deja, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for, uh, for this time. Uh, I want to say thank you for sharing your story with us. Uh, it's an amazing one that I really am honored to, for the privilege of sharing uh, with the Awaken the Awesome audience. Um, I would just want to celebrate you for everything that you do. Um, it's something, you're on a terrific mission, and I can't wait to see all the great things that you keep bringing forward. I am, I am, my wife is going to listen to this, like, no, you're not. I am going to try and risk myself and get some <laughs> roller skates and see. I will send you videos. I will send you videos. Like, listen, I'm, this is the year of just why not? Why not? You know what? I'm 42 this year, so might as well try new things. And you definitely make it noteworthy. But for that, until then, thank you again for this wonderful yeah. time. It's been a blessing to have you on. Thank you so much. I, I truly appreciate you even reaching out. I would love to have you on my podcast. I'm down for all weekly sure. accountability meetings. I'm there. And I'm there. if you give me your shoe size, I will send you a very good pair of skates <laughs> so that you can start off on a solid foundation and induct your family into the roller skating cult. Yeah, let me I will. <laughs> Definitely. And you're right, by the way. You're right about the Cathalon. It is a madhouse. The Cathalon is a madhouse. We have we have the the branch has opened up a few a few locations here in Montreal. It's a madhouse. When you go in there, it's it's insane. It's insane. Yes, I love the fact that the kids can play around, but it's a madhouse when you go in there. But really, we do have a running tradition on the podcast. This is not putting you on the stand. This is really what I call the next step. Um, the next step being if anyone listening to us, cause you dropped so many gems, but if they're going to wake up tomorrow and use even one thing, a favorite book, a personal mantra, a daily affirmation, uh, the, whatever that they can use as a next step towards their next level. Is there anything you can leave the listeners with? Ooh. I would say it's a quote from one of my favorite books and it's just to compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not to who someone else is today. Like focus on giving yourself gratitude and just shooting to feel better by your own metric today than you did yesterday. If all you were able to put together was rolling out of bed and putting on clothes tight, let's like brush our hair today. Like 
that's the only thing you should be focusing on. No one else, nothing else. It's your race. Focus on comparing yourself to only you and offering gratitude. That that would be it. Man, I love it. I love it. <laughs> In the realm of shameless plugging, where can the inter- where can we connect with you on the interwebs? Oh, this is so cool. You can connect with me at my Instagram, Deja Does It, D-A-S-I-A d-o-e-s-i-t um that's also my handle for youtube which is also where i'm trying to spend more time so you can connect with me in those places awesome awesome i will connect all the proper links and all the references on the episode once it goes live guys deja washington wonderful guest wonderful personality wonderful i can't put it any simpler and definitely someone who definitely exemplifies the awesomeness that we try to bring every single episode and before we leave guys i just want to leave you with a few words from deja herself that i had to write down as a closing i hope you do anything and everything and all the things that you want to do that was so powerful i thought i had to slip it in because those are things that definitely people need to be reminded of every day the choice is yours write your journey and walk your path Deja, thank you so much for this wonderful time. Blessings to you and yours and wherever these words find you, please. Uh, of course, I'm taking the time to, of course, uh, send all the best regards to your dad. I hope he he, he does better. But um, wherever these words find you, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Guys, as always, thanks so much for supporting the Awaken the Awesome journey. Look out for the next episode once it goes live on all the platforms. As you know, stay blessed, stay safe. As always do, stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram, Facebook, or email. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.